You know I'm thankful you're well. You're tuned in the gyno. And I'm your host, Brett Maybe. I'm coming to you from the Allegheny Territory of the Seneca Nation. Each week we take a listen to some amazing music from different indigenous artists from all across Turtle Island. For the next hour, enjoy the music in the chat. Today my featured guest is Sandy Schofield. She's a multi-Juno Award nominee. This Cree and Soto artist is equally multifaceted in rockabilly Cajun, jazz vocal, Zydeco. She began her professional music career back in 1986. She's accomplished a lot of great things, has toured the world. And today we're talking about her latest album, Red Earth. And kicking things off right now is 1,000 Miles. Turn it up and sing along. You're listening to Gyno. Thank you. 
listeners are doing the permanent, doing the permanent switch when the hurting's over and all is said and done. I'll be a thousand miles. I'll be a thousand miles. I'll be a thousand miles. From Sandy Schofield's 2022 Redder, that's her 1,000 miles kicking off our listening on today's episode of Gyno. It's with great pleasure that I get to welcome today's featured artist to the show. So before going any further, now we scan out Sandy. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good, thank you very much. I'm quite happy. It's a little cold here in Vancouver on the wet coast, we call it, <laughs> but um but uh, myself, I'm doing quite well. I'm glad to hear that. You know, cold is something that we kind of want during this time of year, so I guess that's a good thing, too, yeah. Well, it is still winter, the people that complain about it. Like, we're the warmest part of Canada here mm, on the coast. Sure. And, uh, you know, people get all weepy. Oh, my God, we've got <laughs> snow. And it's like, well, it is February. Yeah. Still, you know, hello. <laughs> I feel the same exact way here, except uh, this is not typically known as a warm place. I'm a little south of Buffalo, so it gets pretty cold, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, let's warm the conversation back up, shall we? Uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I come from a family of musicians, so some of my earliest memories were uh, family gatherings where all my aunts and uncles, you know, uh, one aunt played banjo and you know, my grandmother played the piano and uh, a bunch of aunts and uncles played fiddle and they'd all get their instruments out and start jamming. And there was, there was a little keyboard that they get me down to. And I'm talking like I'm five years old, six mm-hmm. years old, just a little wee thing. And they'd say, play along, Sandra, play along. Well, you know, it wouldn't matter what I played because you couldn't hear me, you know. And and uh, it, it's uncanny because I'm sure they didn't think at the time that I would, in fact, pursue a lifetime of music. For sure. You know, and uh, but that is one of my fondest memories is seeing that little kid at the family gathering. So that's where I come from. On that note, uh, you used to see that, I think, quite a bit more. Because let's face it, there weren't as many ways to pass the time, I guess, you know, once upon a time. But you have obviously carried this uh, musical gift on. Are any of your siblings or cousins uh, musically active still, or is that something that's dwindling? Oh, no, I have quite a few relations that are pursuing music. Um Let's see. My cousin Rhonda is a fantastic singer. She lives in London, Ontario, and she has a group, and she gets out there. Uh, my nephew, Nathan, he's playing professionally. Hmm. Uh, I have cousins out here that play professionally. Yeah, so it's carrying on for sure. I mean, that's our legacy, yes. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. So I'm not, the, I'm not the only one. At what age did you start formally studying music? Well, my first love in life actually was visual art. Hmm. I was 
uh, obsessed with painting and drawing and doing sculpture and things like that. And then round about graduation time, I had a mother who was a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, no, nothing against Jehovah's Witnesses. However, she did not want me to go to school and be an artist. So um, in that exchange with my mother, I was a little beaten down. And basically, that's when I took up music. And I just fueled all my creativity into music. And having since in my career done theater as well, I've come to realize that the creative impetus is the same no matter what your discipline is. It's the parameters of your your physical output that determines, you know, like what what it is you're doing. Um, That becomes different based on, on what discipline you're working in. But the desire to create is there right across the board no matter what discipline you're working in. So, yeah, I, I put everything into music, and the way we go, the way I went. Sure. Uh, I come from a musical background and multi-instrumentalist, and it was through a little bit of hesitancy that I find myself in the broadcasting world. But I've come to a similar conclusion. I was like, wow, geez, you know, this is just another instrument that I, I get to learn to hone and, and perfect, you know. so Yes, exactly. You must find a lot of creative outlet through doing what you're doing. You know, you get to pick who you want to interview and steer sure. the conversation. And, uh, you know, there's a, quite a bit of creativity, I'm sure, in interviewing people. Yeah, oh, 100%. And uh, more fun to be had. Stay tuned for more details. Uh, Sandy, before we get into our next block of listening, uh, well, let's just talk a, a little bit more about your musical background. When did your first album come out? Um, my very first release was in 1994, eons ago now, <laughs> and it was called Dirty River. And uh, I don't really have a title track to the name of the album. However, with Dirty River, I did have a song called Dirty River. That was about my background, where I came from, and uh, my family. And I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, of all places. And so specifically, Dirty River is a metaphor for um, trauma and dysfunction and things of that nature. But it's also specifically referencing the Detroit River, which is horribly polluted, or it was when I was growing up. Sandy, let's hold that thought and come back and talk after this uh, next few tunes. Um, As we get into our listening for Red Earth, uh, you were kind enough to mention to me in our pre-chat, there are a number of uh, sentimental moments on this album, and the song that Mm -hmm. we're about to hear is uh, one that you wrote for your dad. Please let listeners know a little bit about this track. Uh, Well, it features the brilliant guitar work of Raven from Digging Roots. I can't pronounce his last name properly. <laughs> kind of um, yeah, thank you very mm. much. Uh, you're a little more on the ball than I am. <laughs> um, it featured, I loved his guitar work on this, and it was a song that I wrote about my father and the fact that we carry a genetic connection through the generations. Mm. We inherit this uh, ancestral memory our bodies carry this memory. Well, through just the few minutes that we've been talking, I feel like I got a better sense of your musical family and and that I know your dad just a little bit more, and I'm excited to get Mm -hmm. into our listening at this point. So without further ado, before our time is up, in fact, we're going to be hearing one from Digging Roots, 
I also have a recommendation coming from Sandy, and that comes by way of Kenny's star. But first, one from Russell Wallace's Unseated Tongues, and this one, it's Sandy Schofield's DNA from her 2022 Red Earth. You ought to sing along today. You're listening to Gyno.
We'll be like can. We'll be like can. We'll be like can.
recommendation from today's featured guest, Sandy Schofield. That's Kenny Stars right here with you today on Gyno. Welcome back to our discussion. I'm joined on the line with Cree Métis artist Sandy Schofield. We're discussing her musical background, and at this point, uh, we're going to start chatting a little bit more about this particular album. Uh, but first, once again, Sandy, I want to thank you for the recommendations that you shared with me and introduce some great new music to my listeners as well. Uh, I, I was wondering, uh, Kenny Starr, you must be quite the fan. yeah? Well, Kenny and I are friends, actually. We co-wrote the opening track on Red Earth, uh, Traveler, and we've co-written another song that uh, was on my last album called Faith. And uh, people seem to like that song very much. Uh, the jury's still out on Traveler from Red Earth. But we met at the, we were both performing at the Vancouver Folk Music Festival back in 1996. And we did a workshop together. And at the end of the workshop, we both kind of looked at each other and almost simultaneously said, well, I really like your work. Mm. Well, that just initiated a friendship that, um, stayed alive all these years um, and I adore her work she works in a different genre than me she works in hip hop and uh, I, I just have so much respect for her she's very very talented and I love the, the ideas she has and the things she comes up with so it's always a joy to co-write with her. Well, nearly 30 years of friendship. That's a quite impressive time to really collaborate. Are, are you two planning to work on anything here in the near future as well? Um, not immediately speaking, but uh, usually how it happens is one of us. We, we tend to write. We don't live in the same place. Kimmy lives on Haida Gwaii, hmm. uh, which are the two islands off the coast kind of north of here. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, live here. So we we work remotely. There are processes just sort of haphazard how we come up with our, our work. But it tends to just be an email. Hey, do you want to write something? And away we go. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I look forward to future collaborations as well. Uh, Sandy, let's mm -hmm. shift gears a little bit and uh, dive deeper into Red Earth at this time. Uh, something that I was immediately impressed with, uh, right off the bat, with Traveler, in fact, uh, are are the unique chord changes and textures on the album. I mean, you're really pulling from uh, your all of your influences on this, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, our Western music, popular music, is so ingrained in 4-4 four, four rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, one, two, three, four, one, two, <laughs> and uh, triadic harmony. Really, most music that you listen that you hear on the radio is there's not really much going on, and there's um, cliche chord changes like passages. One, you know, four, like five, one, yeah. One six, one six, four, two. Yeah, sure. I, I, you just threw me there, but yeah, one, four, five, <laughs> that type of thing, and. So I tend to, my personal aesthetic, and I tend to write for myself, not what I think somebody wants to hear. My own personal aesthetic is to uh, just twist that up a little bit, you know. Um, sometimes I throw in bars of five, or uh, I'll throw in a, um, a bar of seven on a six-eight tune or something like that. And... Harmonically, I tend to like 
um, altered chords mm-hmm. and stacked, you know, more uh, ja- almost jazz. Like I like a lot of suspended chords. Yeah. I love Seven, going to the so, nine. Yeah. yeah, and um, so yeah, so I tend to like aesthetically what's a little left of center rather than sweet. Mm. Although in the end, the end result might be sweet. Something tells me you like the challenge of uh, connecting disparate pieces uh, from time to time or disparate passages, right? You know, you... Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. In what ways does Red Earth um, represent an evolution of, of your craft? I, I write stories. You know, I'm a storyteller, I'm an Indigenous person, and so the way I manifest my stories rather than sitting around verbally telling them is through songwriting. So um, all the songs are stories, and uh, it's just a continuation of my journey, you know. I'm really big on education, I'm big on learning and pushing my own parameters and pushing my pushing the envelope for myself. So um, it's a, just a continuation of that, really. I think the kind of dedication that you have for the craft is really telling in uh, these album releases that uh, sound newer and fresher when, for a lot of people in the industry, when they've been recording for 30-plus years, I think a lot of times you see the opposite. People following these very basic formulas um, that just lose that spark that makes the earlier body of work so special. I don't hear that, I should say. In other words, uh, with your music, I hear a renewed love uh, in your music, and you definitely don't sound bored. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, that's just because, again, I'm trying to push the envelope of my own abilities and my own sensibilities, you know, with my writing Mm -hmm. musically and also lyrically. You know, I'm really enchanted with metaphor Mm -hmm. and uh, capturing isolating emotions and things of that nature through something tangible. That's so beautifully put. I'm excited to get back into the listening of Red Earth. Uh, As we were mentioning earlier in our discussion, there are a number of dedications and really sentimental pieces on this album. Uh, The last one that we heard was DNA. You had written that about your father. Uh, What other Mm -hmm. standout tunes on this album uh, are in that same kind of vein with you? Well, George, and also Hummingbirds. Hummingbirds was written for two Indigenous youth that were murdered in Canada, and the murderers got off, got free from white jurors. So Hummingbirds is one that's dedicated, and also George was a song I wrote for a friend of mine who uh, passed away a couple of years ago. And specifically, if I remember correctly, that's about the night that he passed away, correct? Yes, that's correct. We're going to get back into our listening at this point. We still have one coming uh, by way of Raven Ganadakta and Digging Roots. Uh, In fact, that's the second recommendation that Sandy was kind enough to share with us today. We're also going to hear a tasty number from Shelley Morning's songs, I Talk to the Animals, but coming at you right now. Turn it up and sing along with Sandy Schofield's George from her 2022 Red Earth Today on Gyno.
I'm from Digging Roots, and you're listening to Native Voice One.
It's Digging Roots and one of their recent singles, Cut My Hair, winding down that block of listening on today's episode of Gyno. If you're just joining us, I want to encourage you at this point to go check out the full Gyno archive at gynomusic.fm. You're also welcome to check out the Native Artist Directory and Native Voice One at nb1.org. Sandy, I'm going to thank you again before we uh, part ways here today. But uh, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time to talk with me today. It's been a fascinating uh, peek into your creative process and, uh, of course, uh, a nice way to honor your musical legacy, talking about your family and, and how all of these influences and memories have converged into this beautifully packaged album that we're enjoying today. Uh, well, thank you very much. I am really looking forward to all of your future work as well, and I guess that brings me to my next question. Well, what do you have planned for this year? Um, well, I have a traditional women's group called Escuelo Singers, and Escuelo just means woman. Mm-hmm. It's a Cree word. And we have been blessed to be invited to WOMAD to perform at WOMAD, which this year is in South Africa at the end wow. of September. So we're going to South Africa and then um, I thought, well, gee, I wonder if there's a Canadian consulate in Cairo because we wanted to go and see the pyramids. <laughs> and to make a long story short, through harassing the Canadian consulate, I've secured a concert in Cairo and another one in Alexandria on the Mediterranean. So from WOMAD in South Africa, we'll go up to Egypt and have Ooh. a couple of concerts up there. And so that's something that's very exciting. And I hope to start writing for another album this year as well. You know, I'm going to bypass my next question and go with an unexpected one. Do you need any roadies or a road crew to go with you? (laughs) Sure, come along. All right. I'll be packing my bags. (laughs) I really look forward to following you along on your journey. Um, and again, you're talking, you know, in the fall time, uh, you're already getting back to writing and whatnot. Uh, you also do mentoring work. That's really important to you as well. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, some of it is formal mentoring and some of it is informal mentoring. But um, it's, you know, we were, we, we, I was taught to pass along what I know. And so I'm just, fulfilling what I was told to do, you know, and uh, the elders have told me that the Creator gives each of us gifts, and so we have to walk in a good way with those gifts, so all I'm trying to do is impart some encouragement, some skills, some knowledge, some, uh, to, you know, people that are, that show a natural talent, that indicate they want to pursue something creative through music. So I'm just trying to do what I've been told to do, which is help nurture them. In the West, there's an accepted idea that those who can't are the ones who teach, but I think you highlighted one of my favorite differences uh, between ancestral uh, traditions and kind of this modern world that we're faced with that, in fact, we are tasked with a responsibility. Those who can do teach and you do it well and you've taught me so much just in our short amount of time. I look forward to future discussions as well. Uh, where can people find more of you at? Uh, well, I'm online and on all the, the um, platforms and you can also check out my music on my website, 
just Sandy Schofield. Sandy with a Y. Schofield, no H, just like it sounds, like Paul Schofield. SandyScofield.com. All my music's on there. And like I said, I'm on Spotify and all the rest of it. So um, it's out there. You know, I think if you put my name in Google, something will come up. I have a YouTube channel. There's not much on the YouTube channel, but <laughs> there's a few things. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I'm that hard to find. Well, I'll be packing my bags and uh, ready for our trip to uh, Africa here in a few months. So uh, thank you <laughs> once again for spending some time with me and uh, diving into your beautiful music together. Please join me again on Guy Note soon. Thank you for having me. I'm really grateful that you've um, asked me to take the time to chat with you. Get set, looking for a sublet. I know a guy. Oh, my. Do you know why? He wants to be famous. I know a guy. Oh, me. Oh, my. Do you know why? He wants to be famous. Say what? Well, I know a guy. He's played New York. He's got a girl in every and sex is a sport but he's coming up short scoring in the home court down on his game looking for fame The better he feels Find himself another lady So he can kick up the seals oh, It's not so real without the fame He's alone He can call himself famous While he's on microphone Well I know a guy Evasive won't commit Slippery in his shit Fancies himself hip And the girls all flip For his tight ass grip Game he's perfected So he won't get rejected So he doesn't have to feel Something real like the pain Doesn't have to feel Something real like the pain Of his loneliness Get dirty and climb to the top. Yeah. 
Gaino is recorded and produced on the Allegheny Territory of the Seneca Nation, with support from the Anosaguende Cultural Center and Creatives Rebuild New York. For this and past episodes of Gaino, log on to gainomusic.fm or nv1.org. To discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com.
Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.